No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. So I, I'm not one to tell anybody what to do, but I'm going to tell you what to do right now. Do just, it. Just real quick. Do it. Quick, like. What? What you can tell me I to need, do? I need you, if you're one of those people that like fast forwards past the commercials, I need you to just stop and <laughs> don't do that right now. Slow down. I have to tell you about something. So we have a new sponsor. What? And this sponsor is Venue Llama. Venue Llama. And you're, now you're asking yourself, what's Venue Llama, Aaron? Well, let me tell you what ven, Venue Llama is. Have you ever gone out of town to go to a show and you didn't know about the venue? You wondered about the security. You wondered what the parking was like. You wondered what the bathrooms were like or if there was good food around there and what the hotels were like and there was nobody to ask. Now there is. You can go to Venue Llama and find out all the lowdown, all the skinny on all the venues that you go to all the time and all the stuff that we want to know. Like, am I going to have a hard time getting through security? That's usually my number one concern yeah. when going to a show. Um, what's the food like? What's the that shortest kind of entrance to go through? So that, that stuff. It's an online, <clears throat> excuse me. It's an online resource that provides live music fans with the insider venue info that you need. A place where fans can quickly rate venues and share various tips and intel about those venues. VenueLlama.com launches in late spring, but they're currently doing a sneak peek for our listeners. Hey, check that out. So check it out. You can go to VenueLlama.com forward slash NSR and sign up and start putting your intel into the llama base now. And they're running, um, uh, what do you call it? Beta. No, uh, a contest. Okay. Right now. If you get in there before March 15th, you will be automatically entered into a raffle to win one grand prize of a pair of tickets to the show of your pick from Venue Llama featured tours like Dead & Company, Fish, Widespread Panic, Billy Strings, and Goose. You heard that right. Go to VenueLlama.com forward slash NSR. Register. And you could win a pair of tickets. And also go over to there on the social media. They already have uh, at Venue Llama on Instagram, on Facebook, and they already have a dope YouTube page with a lot of videos downloaded already. And then five runner ups are going to receive Venue Llama gear. Venue Llama is currently compiling its llama base with as much helpful information as possible on venues for, like we said, Dead and Company, Fish, Widespread Panic, Billy Strings, Goose. So go to VenueLlama.com forward slash NSR before the 15th sign up and you're going to be automatically entered into that raffle 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 
That's not even a word. You were, like, you were gonna say like refuge. Refuge. Don't get rendered <laughs> into the refuge. It's not like that. It's cool. It's yeah. It's, cool. it's way cooler. No, than venulama.com. There it is. Forward slash NSR. Our family over at Fire, Fire on, on the, the Mountain, Mountain is doing everything they can to put the best, most delicious, amazing food in your belly that they possibly can. Three locations here in Portland, two locations in Denver. And let me tell you what, it's almost salad season and there's going to be some amazing, new, delicious, delectable and delightful salads from our family over at Fire on the Mountain. Yeah. And at any moment, I'm sure their special sauces for all the locations and their specials will be hitting that's right. And if you do not live in Portland or Denver, you can go to portlandwings.com and order yourself some sauces to go straight to your door anywhere around the world. And they also have really dope merch, too. I mean, it doesn't matter if you don't have a fire on the mountain where you're at. You can order the merch, have some sauce, sit there in your little cozy hoodie or T-shirt or whatever. Make yourself some chicken wings. It'll be a whole thing. And it's amazing. And let me tell you what. There's nothing better than having the Grateful Dead family cook you dinner. And if that's not enough for you, they also have Fire on the Mountain Brewing, where you can get your own beers brewed by them. So you can go to FOTMPDX on Instagram or at FOTM Denver, and you can go to PortlandWings.com to see what we're talking about, or just go over there if you're here in Portland or Denver, man. Go get yourself something to eat cooked by your family. Get a salad. There's a lot going on in the Grateful Dead universe all the time. Yeah, but there is. This time of year, the most important thing that's going on is Skull and Roses down in Ventura, April 19th through the 23rd. We're talking two performances by Phil Lesh. And We're, friends. And friends. You can't forget the friends. <laughs> that's right. O'Teal. Dark Star Orchestra. Leftover salmon, leftover Sages salmon, spirits, Melvin Seals and the Lat- JGB, oh, and the Latin Dead. Oh yeah, I can't forget the Latin Boom Dead. Box. Oh my God, dogs circles in the pile. around the sun. Jerry's middle finger, Stu Allen and Mars Hotel. Yeah, if, if that's not enough to make you want to jump on a plane and head to Ventura, I don't know what is. So check this out. Go to skullandroses.com. Get yourself some passes. Come hang out with us. We're going to be down there. Come see. Four and a half or five days on the beach with Grateful Dead music, with the Grateful Dead family, the best music on the planet, the best lot scene on the planet. This is a whole thing. If you were one of those people that sadly missed Grateful Dead shows in the 80s and 90s, this is the closest you are going to get nowadays. I promise you, it feels just like being at a show back in the day. It also gives you exploration into a lot of the stuff because the Beam Brothers are going to be performing this year. Oh, that's right. And they're going to have the Beam. Hopefully they do in the parking lot like they did last year at their setup where you can actually go see them. And And this year's an even like bigger shakedown and they're going to have places to like cool off and hang out out there. Lots of great merch out there. A lot of good stuff going on. And you know what? You just got to come down. Hang out with us on the beach. Go to SkullAndRoses.com. Grab yourself some passes. Come party with the family. Yeah, go over to the Wall of News and check out what's happening. Wallofnews.love. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast, Inside the Musician's Brain, is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. 
Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspy, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. slash nsr that's right you gotta you gotta throw in the forward slash all turbo the time team. turbo tz turbo no we can't we can't talk about that now because they're not a sponsor we're not giving them their no. our, we're gracing with our welcome 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 everybody hey now welcome. no simple road family this is aaron this is mel this is apple i'm simon you heard me once Oh, shit. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah. You heard me once. He's back for a return engagement. Repeat. That's right. Um, this week on the show is extremely special. We have two members of Grateful Dead Royalty on the show with us this week. Bob Braylove and Tom Constantin. Um, they are known otherwise as Dos, Dos Hermanos. Hermanos. And they... Um, are creating magic, actual magic yeah, with keyboards and other instrumentation that is and uh, their throats and yeah and their throats and, for and, singing not for not for anything else. Well, no. that Gyodo Monk, I, that's a whole thing that they, we got to get into. Say, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to just say Gyodo Monk. This episode that's listen. called an Easter egg. Yeah, I'll give you something for for free too. Here, the what? magic is real. Fireballs. Mm-hmm. Um, lightning <laughs> um, they can control water and stuff like that so it's really cool to, to watch you guys so yeah. tune in you know you know actually Simon you say that tongue in cheek yeah. it's all true 
I, I mean like fireballs like no from I, their I'm keyboard. I'm serious. Yeah, all that no, happens. It's real. It, <laughs> it's real. No, well, it's as real as you make it. But what? we we joke. But and I was gonna say here, there's a nice little blurb on them right here that kind of sums it up. That Dos Hermanos' new album, Persistence of Memory, is out now. It is the latest documentation of the always fascinating ongoing encounter of two remarkable musical minds. Mm. Though both came to prominence associated with the Grateful Dead. Tom is keyboard player from 68 to 70 and Bob is engineer programmer and occasional performer from 87 to 95. This music is dead. Like only in its wide open, wholly improvisational exploration of a vast musical universe with only one rule. Does the does the result said Bray love feel like a dose? Uh, okay. Oh. And, and here's the, here's the thing. Uh, we have this is like episode three something 300 and whatever we've done a lot of interviews on no simple road this was one of the most uh what's the word i'm looking for it sh- this interview shut the three of us up more than any other interview <laughs> that Which we have ever done on its well, own well this is an easter egg for some of our friends out there this um interview felt like the Shut the fuck up gun on New Year's Eve. Yeah, this was this was like one of those times when we would say something or ask a question and the answer was so profound that I was left stumped and dumbfounded. And you have to understand that the individuals that we're dealing with are some of the original prankster in energy folks. This is Grateful Dead, the real Grateful Dead that we've got here. These are people that were... um, and are part of that energy coming out into the world and assisted it and created it and helped it and formed it. And so, and are still doing it in their own, they, they broke off. Well, not necessarily broke off, but like they evolved into the two of them and to create what they it's sound, but in the most interesting and profound, Profound. Pro- profound way. Yeah. Thank it, you. Stumpfounded. Yeah. Stumpfounded <laughs> is a perfect, that's the perfect name for this episode. Stumpfounded. They're, the, they're in the business of stumpfounding. Well, they you, are. And you'll hear it from the very, not to ruin any of the conversation, but from the moment TC comes on, Aaron asks him what's up and he says the opposite of down. And it, yeah, it's on from that moment. We have, we have left stupefied. the building. We have stu- yeah, stupefied. Um, okay. So I, I want to read some of my little notes that I usually take on my, oh, uh, gosh. on, in my journal. Okay. And so this one, it says freedom from categorization equals inspiration. That's true. 100% improve 100% of the time. Uh, music organizes itself. Wow. Okay. That's a good one. You have to stay out of the line of your own magic. Music <laughs> is spirituality. Okay. Rapid means of transport to the eternal. And if you want some a little bit of water to go down with these pills, take a look at the painting by Salvador <laughs> Dali, um, the persistence of memory as well. And that'll kind of give you a vibe. Um, as to what you're, what you're feel about to feel, that's, you listen to that. uh, that's good. So, that's a, that's good. Like the, the pairing, the music with the art and then, um, with these little one liners, um, on and then it says dope mic drop every word. Yeah. It, that, that also sums this one up. So I don't want to take up a whole bunch of your time here in the beginning, trying to explain to you what you're about to hear. We're just going to let you hear it <laughs> and then you can 
judge for yeah. yourself yeah. if you're five hour breakdown will come after. Yeah. No, no. But if you're <laughs> tapping your watch on a podcast, this podcast, then maybe it's not. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's not yeah. the right. That's fit. not happening. But here's the thing. We got to do the business. So let's do the business. Follow business. No Simple Road business. on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at No Simple Road. Go to www.nosimpleroad.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Get yourself some merch. See where we're going to be so you can come hang out with us. Do all the No Simple Road stuff. That's fun. You love it. We know you do. Anyway, we what, love else, it. what else am I looking for? Patreon.com. Patreon is one of the most important things. And, and it's been popping. Yeah. And Patreon is where you can go over there and contribute to keeping uh, the wheels inflated, the gas in the tank, keep us going and helping contribute monetarily to help us do what we do because everything costs. And here's the thing. Producer Corey has revamped. Our Patreon, so that our Patreon subscribers are getting their money's worth, man. And some of the content you can expect is deeper interviews with me, Aaron, and Apple, and little side road interviews that are some people that are in the industry that maybe we wouldn't have uh, had time to bring on to No uh, No Simple Road, but now we can do that. Yeah, Yeah. me and Corey did one with uh, Grateful Brothers, with Zach from Grateful Brothers, which was amazing. And I mean, it's kind of like the, we, we rely, everybody knows there's, you know, there's 52 weeks in a year. So that's, you know, 52 releases. So we we're starting to do this so we can help highlight other artists and get more content for you guys. Yeah. So that content is available for our patrons only. So you can go over there, sign up for like a buck a month and you're getting all the extra content. Plus you get these episodes ad free and, and early. So yeah. Check that out. Go to patreon.com and forward slash no How about word. going over to 971-808-1524 and telling us a joke or a recipe or a story or a show review or your plans for the summer or some exciting news? That, that is, is our tepid line. You can call it up 971-808-1524 and say whatever you want to say. Hang up and feel good about yourself because we'll play it and then it'll be fun. Then... If you want to do something that doesn't cost anything, you go over Apple Podcasts and you can hit that five stars and please go beyond that and give us a review, which guess what, guys? What? We have two new reviews. What? Oh, yeah, shit. You, while Aaron and Mel were in Mexico having fun, we got a we did get a February review. Fuck yeah. And oh. then we just got one on Sunday. Lay it on me, man. So I'm really excited. I'll, I'll let you here. I'll do the I'll do the February one. I'll let you do the because the other one's longer. You can do the long one. Okay. Uh, this is from Scott. Thank you, underscore Scott. CT, uh, which I may probably maybe from Connecticut. Five stars. Great pod. Always a fun hang with positive and uplifting content. Keep on rocking, guys. Fuck yeah, Scott. Thank you. Thank you so much for being uh, the one that came through for us for February. For February. Yep. That's freaking sweet. Are um, you ready, Mel? Um, oh, I just got it. I just got ready. Okay, okay come on. So here we go. So this one is Sunday. Simon B77. <laughs> Hello from Illinois. Been listening for a little over a month now, and I'm glad I found this crew. Interesting episodes and new artist spotlight. I mean, what a great resource for finding new music. I've been stuck in 60s to 90s and trying to find new relevant jams and have had some luck on my own, but glad I have Aaron, Mel, and Apple. Part of what they do is similar to the record store manager who would say, hey, you got to listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Episodes right flow well, and because my interests lie in the same space as theirs, it's an enjoyable listen and great fit for what I want to be doing with my time. 
Oh, damn. That means a lot, Simon B77. Like something that you want to be doing with your time is listening to us. That's legit. So here's the deal. Wait a minute. We put a lot of good love into the air. Not only good content and good people, but like we want to highlight like what's good. Everybody knows about the bad shit in life. When you Mm. put your headphones on with us, we just want you to know about the good shit that we know about. Yeah, we know about other stuff too, but like. We're trying to give you the like, the little buttercream frosting. Ain't you know, nobody that, got time for that. So that's what I'm saying. Get a respite from the clutches of capitalism. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Simon. Yeah. So there you go. So thanks for recognizing that, Simon. So B77. here's the thing with with the reviews. It, it's really awesome that you guys do that for us, and we really appreciate it. But what that ultimately does is helps other people find out about the podcast by algorithmically AIing us somehow in Apple world. So thank you for doing that for us. The most important thing you can do for the show though, is tell somebody that you know, that doesn't know about the show about the show. When somebody that you love tells you about something cool, that is the most important and coolest way to find out about stuff. I want to expand on that because even if some, if your friend does know about No Simple Road, tell them about the dopest interview that you just heard from them. The reason why is because I realize that even people that know about our show forget or they haven't caught up. And then I'll be like, oh yeah, we interviewed, you know, LP. And they're like, what LP, G-O-B? I love LP. I didn't know you got, so you can reintroduce them to your favorite podcast about something that's current or that you listen to that may like, you know, ring their bell or make them feel good. And that's what it's all about. Making each other feel good and being part of the family. And that's what this interview is. This is the Grateful Dead family. This was a huge honor for us. Thank yeah. you, Dennis McNally, for sending this our way. Yes, it was Dennis. an honor and a lot of fun. So I also want to say thank you to Bob and Tom for coming on No Simple Road and doing what you do in life and making some incredible, crazy sounds with us. Yeah, that's why I said for creating this music, I encourage you. This is one that either you need to be in a room with surround sound or even easier, put on your earphones to take all of this in because it is just an amazing conversation which leads as they say to arguments and debates and it it is so cool such a journey this is not a one earphone listen no this this isn't what you listen to at work while you're got this is like when you buy the top shelf whiskey and they give you like maybe two inches worth you don't swig that you sip that you get it on your lips and let yeah Mm -hmm. i would highly say i actually took a uh a cannabis uh salt bath And listen this to this on and and wow! I smoked okay. some sunlight sunset lake CBD right before, and it was, it was right on. All right, so here's the deal, everybody. This is a huge honor for No Simple Road having actual members of the Grateful Dead on a podcast that started centered on the Grateful Dead is a really big deal for us. And I hope that you all enjoy this conversation. This is our stump founded interview with. Dos Hermanos. So let's do this. All right. You ready? Without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you Dos Dos Hermanos.
it's connected. All right. This is exciting. I know. I, we should have a drum <laughs> roll. I don't have it queued up. There's. Oops. Oh, shit. <laughs> TC. All right. All right. Here we go. What's up, man? Oh, the opposite of down. <laughs> <laughs> very, very true. Tom, I'm Aaron. How you doing, man? Yes, indeed. Good to meet you. Tom, um, I'm Mel. Nice to meet you. You too. And I'm the last member here. Apple, thank you, both of you gentlemen, for joining us today. Like Aaron said, third time's a charm. We've been looking. We've been able to prepare a lot. We're looking very forward to this yeah. conversation. Thank I, you. I have to, before we start, offer you both my apologies for last week. That was wholly, totally, and completely on me. So sorry mm -hmm. about that. Even if it was on us, we wouldn't take it back. <laughs> <laughs> Shit like, happens when it's supposed to happen. And, he, and you guys know he got an earful from Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, um, you're from Vegas, man? I grew up there, yeah. That's where I got this accent. Yeah, I, it's funny because I can't hear it. I'm from the same place. Oh, it's, it's grown. <laughs> I love what you said. You said... Uh, Green felt and neon make you feel all warm and fuzzy like you're at home. Oh, it, it, it really does. And uh, yeah, the, the 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 sound of the slot machines and the blinking lights. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I have 30 years I lived there. Um, we moved, is it six years now? Yeah, two, uh, June 2016, we got out of Vegas and moved up here to Portland, Oregon. Well, well, hey, I'm in New Mexico now. And, oh, cool. Uh, oh, right on. We moved there in 54. It was kind of different then. Yeah, a little bit. I would say it was a little more, um, or a lot more, a lot smaller and a lot more ritzy. It was kind of glitzy, but it also had a lot of the Wild West flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was kind of gone when I was there. Yeah, now it's all neon, metro. It's kind of like one of those dreams where you're lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. You know, it, the two of you, I, I got to say, like, this podcast started in 2017 with just me by myself um, out on our front porch with a little USB snowball microphone. And I just told the story of going to my first Grateful Dead show. And um, from there to sitting here right now with the two of you is a little bit surreal for me, I got to be honest. Um, it's, uh, it's crazy what life brings our way. And, uh, I'm just really grateful to have you guys here with us today. It's, it's really, you're, you both are grateful dead royalty as far as I'm concerned. So thanks for joining us guys. It's, we'll get to expressionism and impressionism later, but I'll go with surreal. Yeah. <laughs> it's surreality is a kind of where we, where we like to live. Right. I mean, with what you guys do, that's kind of the mission statement, isn't it? Always a starting place. Yeah. <laughs> can, can you explain to the people that are listening a little bit about Dos Hermanos? Your turn, Bob. My turn. Okay. Uh, well, I'll, I'll quote Tom. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, Tom, uh, Tom always says we are a duo that uh, strives for a hundred percent improvisation, a hundred percent of the time. Ooh. Oh wow! So none of it is written beforehand. You guys just sit down together and go for it. We uh, find it out there. 
Yes, we dive into the deep end of the pool, and uh, we just go with the good as we find. First, we were amazed there was anything to find. <laughs> I know the feeling. I do. Anybody's first thought is, why, that's too libertine for me. I, 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 too much freedom, too much this or that. But uh, the fact is, musical ideas organize themselves. They tend to array themselves in patterns that make sense. And we go out there uh, improvisatorily, maybe with the tiniest husk of an idea. Uh, it could be, let, let's do a bar talk. Or, okay. uh, or if, uh, you know, if Stravinsky met Nino Rota. <laughs> Any sort of combination like that. And we, we would naturally have different. And a lot of times it was the interaction of those different ideas where the action came. Uh, the 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 simus of what made the piece interesting. Okay. Wow. So, I mean, in the, I, early, in the early days, we used to sit backstage. That was where I was going to ask. Yep. Perfect. And indulge. Yeah. Uh, and when we started to feel a little bit of lift, we'd sit down and write a set, and the set would be whatever we decided to make up in words that very moment so you're gonna let's play let's start off with playing cartoon spy and then uh let's go into uh smoky blue lamplight and then (laughs) we'll find a place to uh you know do any number of things you know moon puddles that one that we did with steve kimmock just he asked, "What, what, 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 what is about? What's going on about this tune?" Because Steve was sitting in, and I think it was a Fillmore, was it? Yeah, it was. And um, and and uh, we said, "Well, you know, just play a smoky blue, uh, just play moon puddles. You know what those are, <laughs> sure." <laughs> and, yeah, okay. and boom! And I'm sure puddles. Kimok was all over it immediately. <laughs> he's got, he's of a like mind. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so it was uh, it was really wonderful, you know. Just do you, have fun. Do you ever find when you come up with an idea like that, hey, let's play moo puddles or you know, smoky blue lamplight? Do you ever find yourself in the midst of playing it and you go, "That's it, that's that I did it, I'm, I'm <laughs> that I nailed it." If we don't have that feeling, there's no point continuing. Oh, oh. good point. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. To give you some background as to our methods, it's a little bit like a Grateful Dead improvisation where they decide on the fly to segue from one tune to another. There's the question of how do we get there? And uh, that's pretty much all we do is getting there. <laughs> okay. I, that Well, that and that is the thing is having fun getting there, right? I mean, isn't that the goal? Story of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Tom, I mean, we have to stop and and give you a you know a measure of thanks for helping to start and be part of one of the greatest rock and roll bands that's ever been you know man i mean let's call it like it is i just happened to be there and uh, the fire was already going i just uh, blew on it (laughs) (laughs) a little here and there I mean, all these years later, I the thing that gets me about it is like, 
I imagine being there and being part of that. And like you say, we're just, we're just doing it to have fun. We're experiencing life and we're making music. Do you ever think that it would endure this long? I don't know if anybody thinks that far ahead. Right. Okay. A day to day is a surprise. Uh, I mean, Jerry Garcia even said how he was bewildered at the effect the music was having. He, he, he would speak self-deprecatingly about this thing we did on stage. And he was amazed as anyone how it took off. Wow. I, I, I see that with the greatest musicians and authors and artists is that a lot of times they don't even, they can't even experience what the viewer or the consumer or the listener is, is experiencing. They're, they're somewhere else. You have to stay out of the line of fire of your own magic, you know. Mm, oh, Jesus Christ. Wow. I, that's, I guess that's true. Wow. Cause then you would just be floored and speechless all the time. The experience is very different for the perpetrator and the appreciator. Right. And it's necessarily so. Wow. Yes. And, and uh, when we, when we start playing together, um, we know we're seeing these, this thing from completely different viewpoints. Right. And often for me, uh, you know, sometimes, it, you know, I'll go, I'll feel like, oh, you need to go in this direction. I'll play Tom in, in a certain direction. I'll try to force his hand in that direction. And he'll say, no, I don't. And play me back the other way. <laughs> and I'll, I'll be uh, early on. I would be like, oh, man, this never quite locked where I thought it was going to lock. And that was frustrating. Then you listen back to the, to the tapes and the argument itself is the most magical part of oh, the, of the so you have to let go of where you think you're going and stay present in where you are and where Phil and Jimmy had some onstage arguments for sure. Some of the wish of the stuff of legend. Well, when did you two realize or how, I guess how soon in your relationship did you realize that your arguments were beautiful? We disagree on that. <laughs> You're still figuring it out. Is that it? <laughs> no, it's, we, we, we disagree and we like it there. <laughs> I, that, well, that makes for the magic. I, I, I've been reading some of the stuff about the new album. I mean, one of you had said it, it's a be- it's an improvisational conversation with arguments and debate happening in there. And you hear it. Like you said, you're trying to push each other one way or another, and it really comes through when you listen to it. You hear where it gets kind of hectic, but then it all of a sudden it turns into this beautiful thing that nobody, and it sounds like nobody, including you guys, could expect what is going to happen. I mean, true improv. There's a little saying, uh, when two people think exactly alike, chances are good one is doing the thing that's for both of them. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> and so we are not that. <laughs> so would you say that the two of you are diametrically opposed creative forces? No, I'm more like 45 degrees. Okay. All right. I would say it's fluid to even, even to formulate it that way. It doesn't make sense with us. I mean, sometimes we're right in a pocket that's, you know, could only, uh, 
could only be performed with a, you know, as an improvisation with just this sensitivity and direction with each other. And then sometimes it's just a, a bundle of energy that is hard to control. And um, you have to see where it's going to go because you know something is in there. The energy, you feel the energy. And so I wouldn't even say that there's a number mm. constantly fluid. It's, that's what makes it a real conversation. Right. And, you know, I, mm. it takes a, a particular kind of person to dig into what you two do. I, I was always the one at shows that was waiting for drums in space. That was my favorite part of the show. Like when infrared roses came out, that got played out over and over and over and over again. And, you know, and there's a, it's a certain headspace that that affords somebody. And, and I'm curious, Bob, with you, that became your home very quick. That's where you, you work and what you, you know, what you did. Have you always been somebody that's, that's on the edge like that, that, that likes to dig into the ethereal and the, and the strange? Well, it's not an edge for me. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say no, I've never been like that. Um, Okay. (laughs) Wow. You know what? Okay. That's fair. That, Um, yeah. uh, So it's, uh, you know, for, for me and Tom coming from the, the 20th century compositional world, the, the uniqueness of sound and, you know, the, the, the development since the 1950s through the 1960s that just sort of revolutionized, for lack of a better word, classical contemporary composition, mm-hmm. uh, is all about this aesthetic. And uh, so I saw... I saw that place that the Grateful Dead could go. And um, it was perhaps the first time that there was a popular kind of band energy that could go that place and songs and country and blues and balafones and everything. Right. So that kind of Freedom from categorization uh-huh. was a huge inspiration for me. Okay. You what? know, it led me to Infrared Roses and Picasso Moon and you know, Way to Go Home. And, you know, I, I'm comfortable in all those spaces. I don't think of that as anything but music. Uh, as it I, should be. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I don't, and I think most of the, the, the great artists that I've had a chance to work with kind of see it the same way. You know, they may be a little more blues influenced or they may be a little more this, but you know, something that strikes your fancy strikes your fancy. It's like, Oh, wow. That's something to listen to. What is that? What is that feeling that I get and how do I create it? Okay. That, that makes sense. That's what I'm kind of getting at. Like it's almost like, remembering a dream or trying to stop a sneeze um to be able to describe the the magic in in words because i don't think in modern language we have the, the terms 
to describe what that is. It doesn't exist. But I think what we do have is frequency and sound and rhythm and meter. And those things can be put together in such a way as to help to illustrate what that actually is. And I know for myself that that, when I listen to what you two are doing specifically, it immediately takes me to that place. It's not like I got to wait on the, you know, in the waiting room and then maybe the doctor will be in in an hour to see me. It's immediate. I'm there. And is that kind of the goal is to illustrate that place or is that this just what's happening? Both. It's a little bit like, I don't know if you remember the map in Winnie the Pooh of the hundred acre wood. Mm-hmm. You know, here's Piglet's house. Here's Eeyore's gloomy place. Here's Owl, which he always rearranged the letters. Uh, there are these different places and we've got to know them right comfortably now. And we go to them at, at will. Uh, some of them are on the CD. Some of the ones on the CD are brand new places. It's a 100-acre wood map going on a 1,000-acre. Wow. <laughs> so how could you possibly play the same? Yeah. yeah, so like if you're doing um a tour, say, for the album, how do you play to that if it's 100% improv 100% of the time? We don't even try. Don't even try it. Just You're just right. showing up to play. Sometimes we will engage the audience. I have a thing I've been doing where I have them come up with a title. And then we play that. Wow. Okay. I mean, you're taking sound and musicianship to an entire different category or level or place. So it, it reminds me of a description of a, an American studying African music. He was out in the bush one day. And the master's drummer were showing him a simple pattern. And suddenly the master drummer went into this elaborate, elaborate, like Elvin Jones and Keith Moon put together kind of pattern. And the guy just, his mind was blowing. He said, are you expecting me to play that? You can't possibly think. And then the master went back to the other pattern as if nothing happened. Well, about five minutes later, his neighbor came back with a cold bottle of beer that he'd asked for with the talking drums. Whoa. Oh shit! <laughs> so there's there's an integration of culture, of music, of language, and that's a bit what we're touching on. And I think what your question is asking about it. So, does any of this exist without psychedelics? Sure, it yeah. does now. The okay. psychedelics are helpful in finding the places. Okay, that's what I mean. They're in- helpful in finding more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. That's also the hundred acre wood, you know, map of a thousand acres. It unfolds the map. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. It's a, it really is fascinating to me though, that like when, whenever we have discussions about improvisational music or it, especially the Grateful Dead, it, the, Conversation always turns to spirituality and music. And I wonder what both of you, I'd like to hear both of your answers is like, what do you think the reason that a rock and roll band like the Grateful Dead that does exploratory 25 minute drums and space sections in the middle of their shows, why is it that people 
find that synonymous with spirituality a lot of the time, or people are finding spirituality through that. Well, music is spirituality. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what form, uh, when, um, you know, when it, 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 ultimately I think all musicians see, have a cosmology in which they experience the universe as vibration. So anything that increases the vibration is a spiritual act. Oh, shit. Okay. Wow. So we're, when we're creating music, we're participating in that vibratory dance. I believe that, you know, I would agree. And, and, uh, you know, especially uh, this became a very real thing for me as I found a vocal style because that came from the Giotto monks mm-hmm. where I, I sort of found that vibration in that environment. And then I thought, uh, and I thought it was really cute. I could imitate the monks for like we did three shows at Shoreline. Mm-hmm. Monks, and then two more, I could imitate the monks and everybody would sort of say, hey, Bob can imitate the monks. And then I said, oh, Buddhism has crossed my path like that, and I think it's cute. And so I spent this next six months walking through Golden Gate Park with my dogs every morning, smoking a fat spleef, a cup of coffee, and I just looked for resonant frequencies in my body that I could trigger with my throat, with my voice. So I wasn't thinking of singing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't imagining anything but it, but a bell that rang louder. Where could I make my voice move through my body and feel like the vibration increased? Mm. And then one day, playing with the maestro uh, at Wetlands, uh, I turned to him and said, follow me. And I grabbed a microphone and started chanting. And all of a sudden he performed this cosmic dance of keyboards around my vocal drones and things like these harmonic things that were popping out. And uh, it, just, it was just, I was amazed how he could just sort of dance around this beast of a vocal that I was down and at the end and it was a you know huge risk and you know we uh, at the end of the uh, at the end of the piece where we decided to conclude there was this big pause like somebody had just put the audience on pause and I go oh my goodness I have really gone too far (laughs) (laughs) came out of the audience and I knew, Oh, it was okay. You know, pulled it off. So for me, all of that. And, 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 you know, Tom is a natural cosmology viewer. So if, and I'm, I'm a bit of the guy with the microscope and the technical stuff and, you know, and uh, trying to make sure it's all working and I get a little too close to it. And Tom will always, you know, 
pull me back up to a, you know, a good moonshot view of, <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay. So it seems like the, the relationship has a nice simpatico there where. Symbiosis. Two, yeah. 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 It's a simpatico symbiosis, symbolically speaking. <laughs> Is it situational? Uh, that too. Very <laughs> 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 I'm symbolic. <laughs> Tom, I, I'd love to hear your answer to that question about why do you think that, uh, you know, people are finding spirituality inside the world of the Grateful Dead and the Grateful Dead's music and what you guys do? It's a natural connection. Uh, in some parts of the world, it's a difference, a distinction that isn't even made. Uh, John Cage quoted Ramakrishna saying that music is a rapid means of transport to the eternal. And uh, the connection is so uh, uh, it's so tight, and it goes back so far. Uh, I would point out uh, Varnamala, the Hindu garland of letters, outlines a one-to-one correspondence between the letters of the Hindu alphabet, the Sanskrit alphabet, and the mantras. Every mantra is a letter of the alphabet. Every letter of the alphabet is a mantra. All the sounds are holy. All of them connect. All of them interact. And so what else can you do? Uh, In Zen, it is said that looking for enlightenment is like a fish looking for water. (laughs) You're already in it. And yeah. so, uh, and uh, sometimes we know it, but it's not necessary. You do what you do, and you get what you get. So, when you, you get know? when you get those glimpses like that, and you and you've you've seen the map, and then twenty minutes later, you can't remember what you saw. What do you do with that? Record it. <laughs> remember it. That was great. I can either keep up with it or keep track of it. Not both. Oh, wow. I hope you're writing all this down. I, I, <laughs> I really do. I, I'm astounded. Well, I just wanted to ask, Bob, do you, are, do you still use that um, chanting and the Gyoto monk style um, in, in your present day music? Yeah, the vocals on, uh, uh, on Desire. Oh, are, okay. You know, for me, that's all... Uh, that's all overtones, right? So Janis Joplin was just singing overtones when she did a wow, you know, it was like stacking up sounds the same way the monks do. Mm. So I was, it, only, it took me a couple of years before I went from the kind of thing into putting words to it. So, you know, it was a Mr. Saturday dance, Sunday crowd in the floor. That kind of, and, and but this, in my head, it's the same thing. Okay, it's the thickness of the voice that I'm looking for. You know, Mister Saturday Dance. You know, I can do a single tone, right? But isn't that more fun? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's oh, yeah. way more fun. And, and absolutely, Bob. That I I I'm like almost speechless. Seriously, like that uh, came naturally. That was no, just some, that was just something that you you were like oh I can I can imitate the monks no problem. Well, that you, you, 
yes, it came naturally being in a situation of having to follow the monks and uh, in the in, at Shoreline Amphitheater. Right. Um, uh, you know, all of a sudden they they come on. And Mickey said, "You know, I'm going to leave the beam. You keep it rattling along. I'll get the guys out front. They'll start chanting." fade the beam down, then I'll come up, tap you on the shoulder, I'm going to go get the monks, and you play. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then the monks are chanting through the greatest sound system in the world. Uh Ten monks, 30 voices, you know, each each one of them is singing three tones. My socks are rolling up and down. Mm -hmm. PA is blasting, and I'm going, oh, this is that kind of sound. This is the closest thing you've heard to God. I, I, I can't even imagine what it was like to stand on that stage. And you're going to follow it with a Japanese synthesizer. <laughs> and go. Oh. Yeah, go. Uh, here's the tap on the shoulder. So I was panicking and I knew best not to, to play from that panic. But I, I, there was a big gap from where I was and what was happening on the stage. And so I just started to breathe with them. I said, nobody's going to hear you. It's loud enough. Just chant with them. And a chord came out. That's transmission right. as far as I'm concerned. That's, that's the, you know what I'm saying, right? I'm sure you do. That's, I, that's, and that's crazy. When I, that's, that's when I said, what, this happened to you and you think it's cute? Right. You better with this. This is a gift. Wow. We're done, guys. Yeah, There's that's nothing it. else to Thanks say. for being on the show, gentlemen. And uh, no, you know, it just sounds like you're. I, I've never, after 300 episodes, I've never heard anybody using music and sound the way that you two are doing. I like just having you explain it and talking. It doesn't even. It, it sounds like a whole other. Language that we're talking about, a whole other purpose that we're talking about than just like, oh, yeah, Saturday night was a great concert, guys. Like, (laughs) this is a whole different um, feeling that I'm getting from you. And, and, Honestly, listening to your music, it's like I was listening to it, you know, this whole past week. Well, we we're supposed to be doing this, you know, this is our third go around. So I've been listening to it for a while, a lot, just yeah. trying to, you know, get my ears um, to understand. And it's so chaotic at times and then beautiful all of a sudden and then confusing and then <laughs> and then like there's just so many things that I've um, experience through the two of your music that I've really haven't experienced before. And wow. I'm really enchanted by how you're talking about it too, because that just, um, kind of even underscores the, the feeling that I was getting as I was listening to the music. And I, I'm just, I'm really impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, we, we had, to, we had talked about the, like listening to your music too. I'm 53. I've listened to a lot of music, like all of it. It went to places in my brain that have not been accessed. Some of your music, especially on the latest album, 
when the first time I listened to it, I think I told that I put it on and at first is like, Oh, I can lay down and relax and kind of, kind of no, like, no, kind of no. like almost now <laughs> no, no, to no. this. And then, I love that laugh, Father. <laughs> and, and then the next thing I know, I'm like eyes wide open. Like what is going on? It, it like scratched itches in my brain. I didn't know I had um, kind of like Mel. It made me listen with different ears than I ever had it, it I mean it's very really something special and and I wish I, I wish I mean I, I could imagine this is uh it, like Mel said you, you can't you can't take this on the road and duplicate like the album but the question here is are you guys going to be going and doing anything like shows with this new album so you guys want to know something about Shop Tour Bus? So I do. So buttons on your What about underwear. it? They're bringing out these awesome designs. STB. They're introducing their latest design, the taper section. You got to check this out. If you have ever been a taper or known a taper, yeah. this is the design that you definitely want to get them or wear if you are that person. Just go to Shop Tour Bus. I'm sorry, at Shop Tour Bus on Instagram and check out the design. It is fucking amazing. And all the designs that Shop Tour Bus does are incredible, one of a kind, Grateful Dead inspired designs that tell the tale of Grateful Dead song uh, titles in picture. Yes, my brain is still working. <laughs> it, is. It, it is. You did really good. ShopTourBus.com to get all of your fun merch. Your new hoodie. My favorite new hoodie. My love is bigger than a Cadillac. Thank you, babe. You mm-hmm. got me that. You're and, welcome. Um, go ahead. Yeah, say, and like I say, these are, this is the most comfortable material and everything they do. Their hats. Aaron can attest to that one. Oh, yeah, it's my his favorite, favorite hat. hat. I love wearing their shirts all the time. Their hoodies are the most comfortable. And when you order these, these don't just come in a boring old box, brown box from UPS or something like that. You get a custom design box and it, and it is full of all kinds of goodies. Yep. So go to shoptourbus.com online or at shoptourbus on Instagram. Put in the promo code no simple road, all one word. You are going to get free shipping and you might even get a miracle Grateful Dead cassette in your box. STB. Shoptourbus.com. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. The short answer is yes. Okay. Uh, Bob has the long answer. Yeah, I want the long answer. Here, we got some things looking uh, possible in Chicago. We've got a uh, weekend at Bertha's Music Festival. Looks like it's going to happen in July. And so we're we're looking at gathering some steam around this. Oh, boy. It'll be fun. Uh, you know, it, it's always fun. Yeah. And uh, another thing about our playing Tom wants um, there, there are these things that I have fallen into with Tom uh, consciousnesses about the actual playing. And um, I remember saying to him, uh, I, I, I played this whole part and all I remember is playing it from my shoulders. I just, whatever was happening below my shoulders, I didn't really worry about. My fingers were finding the notes. 
my hands were making the right movements, but I had this gesture that was happening uh, from from my shoulders that was the key. And he said, well, he talked about it as playing down the arm. So you're getting closer and closer to the source of the music and letting hands flow. And there are times, which I think we achieve well in this record, where uh, for me, the music is about these very broad gestures being played against each other. And so if you're playing with this kind of broad gesture kind of thing, then you have to be playing on a very kind of big, it's like uh, painting a large canvas. Mm. It's a different kind of thing than looking at a a little uh, sketch that's, you know, one line at a time. So for me, it's often really exciting when we get to this place that we're playing pure gesture that you know that the hand is just trusted and and you can feel it i can feel it when tom does it and i can feel it when i do it on great nights we do it together uh but it's a wonderful wonderful experience where it just it's it's like pure abandon it's all in those moments i imagine it's it's like that there's no yesterday or tomorrow it's it's all right now it's happening like at the moment is just suspended and there you don't realize that the set has happened you know when it's when it's over and you've you've finished you lift your hands from the keyboard or whatever and then everybody cheers you're like oh shit the song's done (laughs) you know i can imagine that well i'm just a little like like when you're performing in front of a live crowd doing what you two do do you forget you're in front of an audience sometimes i think that would happen where you get so into the music and then you hear like applause and you're like oh shit people are listening (laughs) their energy is constantly part of our okay Mm. so that's always there the locale everything about the environment where we play influences what we play we played at an outdoor festival near mount shasta we played the silhouette of the mountains oh wow it, it gave a shape it gave a continuity to what we were doing I, so you're like picking up on on cues from everything at that point you know the the people the mountain the, the air the, the yes. barometric pressure so there's like the, there's like it almost feels like you're playing a oneness that's what I was going to say. This this is an expression of the divine at that point. Well, uh, yes, I suppose so. But, uh, you know, it's also uh, an expression of the dose. That yeah. too. <laughs> that too. Well, are they, are they separate though? No. <laughs> no. We don't, we don't, you know, yeah. I mean, We'd rather play than talk about that. Yeah, yeah no shit, right? of course. Yeah. That's not my department. That's, uh, but I we are work. here to talk. <laughs> <laughs> this time oh, you can't play. <laughs> that is actually the, that's the department down the hall. And that door is locked. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, that's therapeutic, yeah. Yep. I, I can imagine like uh, all these years that have gone by and to be like doing what you're doing now it has to feel amazing to be able to have this kind of creative freedom and to be working together 
you know, this friendship that started all these years ago and still be doing what you're doing today. And then having people respond to it the way that they do and love it. It's got to feel great, right? Uh, It's what motivates us. It's the lighthouse. It's the, the star we steer by. Wow. Uh, there are some folks, and this is fine for them. They're, they're into learning tunes. They're into learning material. Mm-hmm. The cabaret singers are like that. Right. Uh, you can be an expert uh, on every Noel Coward song and uh, or, or every Fred Astaire. Uh, pick a name. Yeah. Right. A country of, of Bill Monroe. And uh, we're sort of stepping back and saying, well, we like all those guys. Well, let me have some of this, throw in some of that. And, uh, oh, my gosh, don't, isn't it interesting how they interact? Uh, Ray Charles has been uh, spoken of as a amalgamating country in the blues. You know, crossover. Right. Putting yeah. it together. And uh, I heard some music from the Tallinn-Estonia Blues Festival. Okay. It was like a mix of everywhere. Uh, conversely, I hear by Conte's uh, West African music. And I hear 12 bar blues. I hear Indian sitar. I have, I hear Moroccan drums. Or they might not be a Moroccan, Moroccan, but it's close enough for a Moroccan roll. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing new under the sun, as they say, right? Yes. I also think that, um, you know, we don't try to imitate anything. Oh, no. Yeah. That's a, apparent for sure. <clears throat> It's supposed to still sound like us. Yeah. That, uh, that you know, a, a kind of a, a, a commitment, but uh, it's also a huge liberation. Huh. You know. It, well, it, I was just going to ask what what was the purpose of the, of this album? Because it sounds like you two are very purposeful men. What what was the thought process behind this specific album? Want to make some music? <laughs> is that simple i love that okay well, I, I i think within that music too i want to i want to throw this out there and and thank you both because uh everybody has a lot going on in their lives all the time and when we first uh were starting to set this up and talk to dennis i started listening to the new album and like i said before like laying down listening to this it takes you opens places in your mind to get it gets you very open to accepting what you guys are doing and listening to the arguments and the conversation and then when the one song that has some of the lyrics and everything all of a sudden comes into this very open mind that you've made me create through listening to your music are you happy with what you're doing in your life and it starts saying that and this this is part of i didn't even tell aaron mel about that is part of what started me on my recent journey, I'm making a lot of changes in my life, uh, employment wise, things like this. But I, I was so open at that moment when those I'm like, no, I'm not <laughs> like, like, like it got me. You understand what I mean? Like it got me to such an open place, listening with open ears in my mind that all of a sudden that comes in at the perfect time of like, are you happy with what you're doing with your line? It's like, no, I'm not. I'm going to stand up. I need to, it's time to make some changes, time to clean house, time to, you know, wow, it, dude. It, I it, didn't know that it was a ther- it was very therapeutic. And, uh, thank you gentlemen for that. I don't know if that was intentional, 
but it's weird how the whole thing's instrumental and then that part of it i mean that really speaks to everybody's heart and everything look at yourself are you happy with what you're doing they try to put out a good vibe and it can affect different people in different ways it it affects us in different ways it's just a question of opening the lamp and letting the magic flow so i'm honored that it would have that effect on you totally honored because you know we were doing the tracks and I just grabbed a microphone and I thought, okay, I feel like doing this. <laughs> just these are the words that came out. I think I did two takes of it and that was it. Well, however that came about, th- thank yeah, you. Well, and I hope it, I imagine there's other people out there, probably the same thing. Cause it, it takes you to a place where you can't deny yourself or what's going on and how it's made you open up. If you're paying so, attention. If yeah, if you're paying attention. Because that that's a that's a huge, huge part of all of this is you you have to you have to be ready for those kind of experiences and Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But it this all like makes me think to ask you both of you, but Tom first in the dead community or whatever. A lot of us talk about the, you know, our, our turn on moment, like when we got introduced to the music and the first time we had any idea of what was going on and like, well, we have our, you know, our date. Oh, my first show was two ten eighty nine at the LA forum. Or do you have a, a, a memory of the first time that you were blown away by music? It was like a fade in. Oh, Phil and I uh, were introduced to psychedelics from the same uh, batch of LSD cubes. Mm. This would have been in 1964. Okay. And uh, back then, there wasn't the association so much of concerts with psychedelics. It was more like uh, uh, Eastern religions, mm-hmm. philosophies like that, Carlos Castaneda, that sort of thing. And it was a natural flow into the music. I remember the first time uh, I really had a, a wild time at a show. Uh, it was at California Hall, 1966, Grateful Dead and the Charlatans. Owsley was backstage oh, offering samples. I got to the front of the line. He said, how much do you want? I said, how much have you got? And he said, more than you can handle. I said, that'd be fine. And it was quite an amazing show. And uh, each band did two sets alternating. And it just seemed like one continuous uh, sonic light show. Uh, There was that other kind of light show also, Mm -hmm. a a disco ball and everything, although we didn't call it disco ball yet. (laughs) And uh, it it was a, a wild introduction to the possibility that that opened. Yeah. Yes. What about you, Bob? Do you do you have a moment? I, I missed uh, you guys faded out on exactly a moment of what? So uh, I, a <laughs> moment of of awe with music, like the first time you realized that music could bring you somewhere. Uh, yes, and uh, uh, I have to say that that was uh, the first time Stevie Wonder invited me to witness him doing an overdub wow in the studio really yeah 
and uh, and it was golden light coming from somewhere, just pouring out of him in sheer joy. And I had almost finished a master's degree in composition and said to myself, this is my first music lesson. Wow. wow. <laughs> so you were playing a music for quite a while before you felt that feeling. Yes. I knew it, it compelled me. It constantly compelled me. I loved it. I enjoyed it. But when I saw uh, somebody radiating this kind, such a profound joy through the music, uh, I knew that there was an energy here that was unlike anything else. Stevie is total genius, mm -hmm. fantastic, amazing musician. But it was about Steve. It's all about Stevie. The right. whole scene. Wow. And uh, the Grateful Dead showed me how bright it could be sharing the load. A true band. Oh. In that way. Now, Stevie always had great bands, always had things, but there were things you had to deliver. There were things, you know, if you didn't get the, the horns didn't play the right part on Superstition, everybody knew it. If yeah. uh, somebody was improvising in the wrong place, everybody knew it. And so it was about streamlining this whole energy of the evening so that Steve could shine, do the thing that he did in that studio for me in a second, that he does that, could do that in front of 20 or 30,000 people. But when the Grateful Dead shared that whole experience of creation and offered uh, a creative influenced by the audience itself, by the energy they were providing and willing to make that dance with the audience, it showed me a whole different way of approaching that same light. Wow. How, after you saw that um, Stevie do that, how did that influence your music from then on? Well, I, I stayed with Steve for eight years. <laughs> stay trying to stay as close as I you could. Going nowhere. <laughs> you know, I spent uh, you know I spent eight years in every studio, every performance, every hotel room he was in, doing all sorts of things. Met mm -hmm. all the amazing people, from uh, you know, from Paul McCartney to Brian Jones. You know, not Brian Jones, uh, the Beach Boy, Brian, Brian Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you know, doing all sorts of stuff. I think you hit on something really um, fundamental to to the dead and and to why the music is so important to so many people. And I think it is that they shared creation with us, that we were as much a part of what was going on on stage as they were with what was going on with us. And I, I never um, I never heard it put like that the way you just said it and that you just like made something click in my head. <laughs> that's, that's really bo amazing. Bo both of you have a way of saying things that <laughs> obvious. The three of us, I don't think we've ever had a conversation where we've looked at each other so many times or, and we're, we're quiet. It's hard. Yeah, it's yeah, hard. Yeah, it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, you two gentlemen are, are something special so special and 
I love how you were saying, Bob, you know, Tom's got the cosmic and you're a little bit more on the grounded side, putting that together. But both of you are, I feel, equally cosmic and and equally um, incredible musicians. And what a great relationship that we get to um, hear the interplay of. And I just want to thank you so much for um taking us to school today with <laughs> seriously like for real i i really didn't have too much to say i'm, I'm gonna have way more to ask after this conversation <laughs> after i digest what was said than in the moment because like yeah just i'm i'm really in awe of of just the the vast knowledge that you have of the spiritual and the language aspect of of the musicianship that you share and I just, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say this to, to both of you. Um, the, the Grateful Dead and, and the music that you both helped create um, gave me a family. It, uh, it completely yes. altered the course of my teenage life and my adult life. It has offered us this show. Um, it's given us the opportunity to talk to people like you guys. And um, it's kept us both alive. It's kept we us have both, both alive. Said yeah, that the I music was, saved our lives yeah. at bad times back in the eighties. And, and uh, I just want to say thank you to both of you, Bob. You you were you were working with the band when I came in, so you are directly responsible for saving my life, man. So thank you. I apologize to your parents. Yeah, they're really happy. <laughs> Great response. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And uh, so, gentlemen, if folks want to buy like a, are you doing a vinyl or anything with this? Or is this all just streaming? Oh, no, there's CDs. Amazon has a CD. All right. So folks can go to Amazon and pick it up. It's Dos Hermanos. Yes, D-O-S-E. <laughs> of course, D-O-S-E. We would have it no other way. <laughs> I, uh, thanks, you guys. Seriously. A lot of gratitude. Also, like we always do at these ones, too, great debt of uh, gratitude to Dennis McNally. Uh, Dennis has been a, obviously a champion of this community and this world we live in. And Dennis was very excited, as we were, to sit down and talk to you guys. That's it, a it's a heck of a man there. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It- you don't get publicists like that. No. Uh-uh. It's just masterful of not masterful of history of the music itself. He understands so much depth uh, and he uh, understands uh, where the, where the people who are going to connect are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Us. Yeah. He, he'll send us stuff sometimes. And I'm like, I've never heard of that. And I'll bring it to them and I'll be like, well, Dennis sent it to us. Let's do it. And it always turns out like to be one of these every time. I'm like, okay, trust you no matter what from now on, man. Yeah. Life lessons. Yeah. Um, thanks guys. Thank you for spending time with us today. And uh, everybody out there, go, go check this out. Cause it's, it's not your, uh, it's not your average bear. Let's and and Bob, that. you, you mentioned that you're going to be playing uh, what, what does that start? Is it like summertime or do you have any dates coming yes, up? There soon? might be something in, well, I don't know. Tom's got some gigs that might conflict with the Chicago thing. So there's, that could be happening March, April. Okay. Tom, late April, Tom April. where are you going to be playing? 
we have details to work out. I'll, I'll, I've, the last several years, I've been touring with Log Dead 69, uh, Mike, Mark Caron of oh. Slick Aguilar. And uh, we're going back to England again in April. This will be our fifth trip there. I'm proud of myself that I said that in the first try. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great, man. Just keep it up. <laughs> it, it, I'm sure this will work out, even if I have to fly from London to Chicago, because uh, it's, this is too good, too good a fire not to fan the flames up. I, I would agree with that 100. percent If I, I, yeah, I would hope that I get to see you guys do your thing. Yes. All right. Hey. You guys have a wonderful Sunday afternoon. You thank too. you so thank much you for so spending much. time with us. It was a pleasure. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you, guys. Aaron, Apple, thank you. Take care, Bob. Okay. I want to do over of that interview only because I feel like now that I know them, now I need to ask other stuff. <laughs> Well, it's like, not fair. No, you know no what I mean? Like, it, it feels I'm sure, like I'm sure they would be up for it, and we command this one would be fun to go back to again, like a few months. It would be cool to get them one at a time. Do you know what I'm saying? You know why? Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I feel like I didn't get to talk because I was my jaw was too far on the ground. I think it's okay. And, and then, I, I really do. No, I, I, I feel I, like that. I don't think it was bad or good or anything. I don't mean it like that. I just mean like. I wanted to participate more, but I was so in awe of what they were saying. I I feel like that's their, hang on. I feel like that's their MO. Like think about the music that they're creating. Mic drop over and over. It's, it's that space. And so obviously they're bringing that space. You're not supposed to talk in that space. It's, it's moments. That's what I was, what Mel just said, the mic drop thing. Like we, we each come, especially you had some long form questions and then their answer was so poignant in, in like one sentence answered it beyond what a five minute answer got like boom and we're just sitting here going well those are look well versed well, yeah. gentlemen in this world thank you yeah that those are pranksters yeah the, the hardcore the, the look that they both have when they answer things and then they i this wow wow guys you know makes sense this is like like especially like with bob the the man the man kind of like 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 the wizard of oz like oh yeah the man behind the curtain back there working things Mm -hmm. and it 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 just doesn't i'm floored first of all but it it's amazing to me the more the older i get and the more it unfolds my life with the grateful dead and the people that are behind the scenes of the dead like like now we've had the opportunity to like talk to Donna and yeah. and to Bob and to TC and to have just a little glimpse into the hearts of the people that created the thing, yeah, right? That were part of the mechanic. And now it makes so much more sense. All like so much more sense. Like what Bob just said when he was talking about his moment with Stevie wonder and then to see that with the grateful dead with the same thing, but sharing that load that that, like, Holy, Holy crap. That's what we were doing. That's how I, but when he said that, I was like, Oh, that's it. Like, Ah. 
all these years I've been trying to figure it out. And there it was. Just Music organizes itself? What? <laughs> I can't. Even. What? I mean, look, for all of you listening, I hope you understand that like, that was. I hope n- this came across. Yeah, that was yeah, not a yeah. normal interview. All right, no. the the three of us were completely floored, looking for at that each other like entire interview. All right, and it wasn't like it had nothing to do with starstruck. It wasn't like that. It was you could. There was an energy here, for real, for real. That's a thing. I felt like yeah. we were their instruments and they were playing us. Yeah. And they, they knew it. They with just the played no with simple role. That's, with that's the what I feel like. I never I, have felt like this in my whole life after an interview. At me all. Me either. No, no. This no. interview did the same thing that their music and everything did to me. Like that, that I shared about that, 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 mm-hmm. that really hit me hard. Uh, I didn't know yeah, that. That was like a month and a half ago. Well, because I was still processing it and this kind of helped to bring full circle. I didn't quite really, it, that was really a, a, like a catapult into like, because that's seriously, you have to listen to their music. You, you got to listen to it. You can't put it on in the no. background and be no. wandering in and you out. You have of to the be room. interactive with it. You need to be, yeah. You need to be like an audience member, completely listening to every note and being open to it. It's a good. Sometimes um, it's not quite pleasing on the ears, but then it does become mm-hmm. like it. it it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's one hundred percent improvisational, and the music is alive, and it opens things up in you that all of a sudden, and then when that hit, hearing Bob say that now too, he like like. That's what I wanted to know. And he answered, they answered questions without us asking them sometimes because he immediately was like, was like glad it worked because that that we're playing. And all of a sudden that just came to me. I need to say this. And that's the words that came out of my mouth. There, there will be those that would be like, well, why didn't you ask more questions about their time with the grateful dead or it's to stories and it, it, Look, they're beyond that. Yeah, that, that this Grateful is, Dead was like kindergarten for this, them. Well, not just that. I wouldn't say that, but I, like I would because think about how far everybody remembers their kindergarten teacher and a huge pivotal like, thing in their life. But they have taken what they did with the dead and created an entire new thing. Like there's Grateful Dead, and then there's what they're doing right yeah. now. And well, then they did create the. This came about in in ninety five, not too long after Jerry passed. The two of them sitting down and composing together for the first time. When the music stopped, when Jerry passed, they were wanting to do something, and it was like, "What would Jerry do?" Continue playing, and then they came together at that point and started with, with everything they learned, like kind of going to the Grateful Dead school yep. of music. They then were like, okay, now it's us. Let's take all that and do our and thing. do this. <clears throat> you couldn't do that with that interview. You couldn't go in there and it, it would have. Yeah, tell, tell me about no. the 70 with no. Yeah. What was like, it like? You to don't be talk to somebody Jerry. about their first wife when they're on their white third wife. You yeah. don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and when this was about them and us wanting you to encourage, encourage you to go listen to that. They have this new album, but that this is their third album, which spans over from 95 to now three albums. So the, the, the middle one 
you can go on YouTube. I think I think it's on stream where they they do it live. There's a live recording of that. I wanted to ask him about that, but that's not what this is about. You can read that. They it was very hard for them to find a place where there was two grand pianos that they could put like face to face. And I forget what university it is, but they found it. They had to get them to move one of the grand pianos from one side of the campus to where the other one was. It was like a big undertaking to make this happen so they could do it live. Kind of like almost not, not dueling, but like two grand pianos having a conversation debate argument like they do. And it is amazing. Yeah. You need to listen to that as well. Although I will say this forever. Now I'm going to have the picture in my head of Tom Constantin telling Owsley, how much acid do you have? <laughs> too much for you. Too, well, I'll take I'll less take, than that. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. I mean, and that we barely got the taste of any of that stuff. And that, that shit would make you see air. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and then like, like, I mean, you, you can all go do the same thing. Like I did, we did like research and there's a lot of stories out there about Tom and his, by the time he had joined the grateful dead, he wasn't doing psychedelics anymore. Yeah. He had already gone to that school and him and Phil were very close. They were roommates in college and stuff. There's a, it's a lot of very interesting pre dead history with TC and Phil and the band. Dennis, I remember when that we set this up with Dennis, I was like, he's like, do you want one or both? And I was like, look, I'll leave it up to you. I, I don't know. I, maybe one, which if we were going to do one, which one would you suggest? And he's like, well, Bob's a great storyteller, but TC's a character. I'm glad, I'm glad this, everything we do has a purpose, has a reason. It ended up because at first it was, going to be just tc just the first time yeah these two operate very well together <laughs> and play off of each other very well in life and musically i don't that i'm i'm glad it was both could of you them. imagine having a partner <clears throat> that you're so tight with that you can create things to happen in the world like by yeah i can it's Mel. yeah i can too but it's totally what can. they've got going on is something special i uh yeah, you guys got a little more up and yeah. <laughs> it's different i don't i don't mean like what we're doing i mean like it's just what i don't know i i'm speechless i'm I'm just gonna bow out of this conversation and just be like dang guys you killed it and that's yeah, it. yeah. this is, this is what we're gonna be milling over yeah in our minds. i don't i don't get nervous before interviews much anymore i got nervous in the middle of that interview like holy shit you could feel it like thrumming energy it wasn't nervousness like scared it was like you could feel the vibe like walking off a cliff kind of well we had there was not uncomfortable silences to me there was comfortable silences yeah sometimes you gotta shut the fuck up stopping and letting that answer digest yeah i'm not just gonna 
into the next question. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. It's you just like, told holy me that, shit, that you, you got bored. a transmission from the Gyoto monks <laughs> on stage. Okay, cool. So anyway, tell me about when you hung out with Jerry that one time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Wow, everybody. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to our world, everybody. Love you guys. We'll be back on Monday with more stuff and things. Until then, smile at a stranger and a safety third and pet hydrate had a cat pet, yeah do that and sure. and you know what you maybe you can get a transmission listen to dos hermanos and open your mind hand your mind over to bob and tc for a little while it's safe you'll dig it yep we love you guys peace tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics well, hey, friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.